Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Yay! Hello, everyone. Hello, friends. It's Tuesday and we're back. Um, so it's been, it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, our conversation, our last conversation with Kama um, with, was, what, almost four weeks ago now? Is oh my God, are you serious? Three weeks, at least three weeks, uh, and has stirred up and spilt the tea in many, many side conversations um, for us, and that's been great. I know that there's some fun and exciting updates that you're going to give uh, on what's happening with some of the things we talked about, and especially what's in your cup. Mm -hmm. And so before we get going, though, I, I don't know about anybody who's watching. I can tell you this for me. I need to breathe. <laughs> yes. I seriously need to breathe. I need, I need the breath of life to fill my lungs. So please, Molly, help us breathe. <laughs> yeah, help myself breathe too. Yeah, this is a breath work. This is part of my own personal practice that I've been working on. It's a conscious breathing or consciousness breathing. Um, it's very similar to other breathing techniques, but it's just, um, here, I'll, I'll, I'll guide you through it. So let's find that comfortable seat um, root through the feet and the sitting bones and elevate and lift through the spine so that you're really pulling that navel into the spine and we're reaching, rooting up, um, reaching through the crown and rooting through the feet. And just imagine first your surroundings. So wherever you may be, if you're at your desk, whether in your office or if you're on your phone outside in nature or wherever you may be in this present moment, just begin to cultivate an awareness of what is around us. And starting to name and shape this environment where we sit, where we're present in our mind's eye. And now begin to use that breath to focus. So we're going to pull the air in through the nose, really feel the expansion in the chest, expansion in the belly, and then exhale fully and completely through the nose. And just follow that breath wave. I am breathing in and I am breathing out. And if you're able, really allow that inhale breath to expand and press into every corner of your being. 
and exhale, ringing like a rag in the old stale air from the lungs, from the belly, out through the nose. And while we have this breathing in and breathing out, just notice that we're crowding out the clutter of the thoughts of the mind's eye because we have that single focus on the breath. And the last part of this breathing technique that you can do, and I like to do this for about 20 minutes or so, is while you feel that steady and that rooting within the breath, you can start to feel the shifts within your bones. Then try to bring that expansion of the awareness back of your physical space. And imagine breathing into that physical space so that the breath takes up part of the environment. And because we've already scanned and visually identified within the mind screen that we're taking that breath now and breathing into all of that space. So we're expanding our consciousness outside of the physical confines of the skin and moving into our space. Taking up space and pulling that in. Where the edges of the, the boundaries of the body and the, the air become blurry and then being able to expand that consciousness further and further into our environment, into our space. And that's it. Just practice that. Like I said, I'm trying to do that about 20 minutes or so, really getting that expansive breath where you're really, you can pull air in and then when you're breathing it out, just imagine just sort of becoming one with the space. I love that. So, so many things. Um, that come up for me when I'm breathing and when you're talking through today are directly related to us talking about radical self-acceptance today. Mm. Like being aware of not only what's around me, but my body filling up with air and seeing the air around me. Like these are all things related to the self, right? That we don't really pay attention to very often. Yeah. Well, some people at all, right they, they've never really slowed down close their eyes when they were consciously breathing maybe when they're sleeping mm -hmm. i i want to tell you something uh, this last week i haven't been sleeping really well like mm -hmm. i i just might my, my, i'm excited about one of the projects that we're working on like and it's so it's filling my brain and setting it on fire yeah. but also simply unrest right the unrest that yeah. the, the planet is going through with social justice and this the fighting like the, it, and it's fighting and it's righteous fighting but it's still fighting and that energy is is it's taking a toll i can feel it and so i'm waking up in the middle of the night and i have been using the i am breathing in i am breathing out and it really has helped me fall back asleep that's awesome like it, and so thank you Thank oh, you for that. Thank that. you for those those words because they really, really have made a difference. Those are my teacher's words. You know, I'm just the student, but it is. Um, yeah, I agree. You're not just anything, and you're not just the student, Missy. Well, that's my mm. sister's name, Missy. Mm. <laughs> <It> really? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You are many, many wonderful things, and a guide for all of us is one of them. So I appreciate that. And I know that I'm not alone in that appreciation for you. So, ah, all right, before we get into our, our radical self-acceptance, <laughs> yes. 
What's in your what's in your teacup? Okay, today? I actually this is very exciting. Um, this dun, da, 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 my IKEA um, French press is filled <laughs> with Kama's blend of green and peach tea called Equality. So this tea is going to be for good because this um, is the first of really going back to the original intent of. The business and I, we've talked about this before but intentionalities for me was a, like a dream it was a sleeping dream i woke up one morning i had a very very clear beautiful dream um, of a 10-year plan of how my life was going to look and intentionalities and these gift boxes was step one in it mm -hmm. um but part of it and this is what i believe um fundamentally in terms of the power of business is this idea of conscious capitalism where this tea can actually give back. And so Kama has a beautiful nonprofit that she was sharing with us during our spill the tea. And so my um, equality could actually, is going to go and support that cause. So um, it's going to be on the website um, probably next week. Um, so very, very excited about that. So people can actually have a beautiful tasting tea inspired by Kama and it's going to give back to um, I forget the, uh, the name of that, it's getting me. Loving, uh, loving Yourself First? Yes, and um, so that's it. And then I'm aligning each of our other tea blends with causes that we care about. Um, and so each, um, like the Love Tea, for example, you know, we are super fans of Glennon Doyle. Um, so that'll go back to her Love Warriors and Together Rising. Um, and so, you know, I had gotten away from that originally because we were trying to have this be our, um, how you know our our livelihood ex exclusively and so we were trying to squeeze in the margins and truthfully we just got away from the vision and the dream and so now that we don't have that we're going back to that and that's our way of giving back and um again this idea of tea for good so or brewing goodness or whatever you want to call it but um that's what i'm drinking today in my beautiful little look at her I know, right? And look at this little saucer too. I mean, she's really just so precious and feminine. And, you know, the rose is a symbol of the sacred feminine. And um, I love it. It makes me think of Mary Magdalene, which I love. Yes. Yes, Mary. I just watched a documentary on uh, Amazon Prime about her. Oh, it's very, yeah. very interesting. Um, <clears throat> we could talk, we should have a whole show on Mary Magdalene. Oh, a whole yeah. series. Let's do that. Um, okay, so I'm drinking today. I'm drinking from my "You Are the One." Oh, I love it with the sparkling face. Fancy. So, so my niece Aubrey made me these a, a couple of these for Christmas. I don't know, maybe five years ago now. Uh, based on a lot of my affirmations, and with "Now is the time. This is the place. You are the one." So she made me little mugs with each one of those little sayings on them. I love it. And I am actually, I was in need of caffeine today, which I don't feel like I normally need caffeine. I mean, I have a witching hour for sure. That's usually between three and four um, where I like to take a walk, but I've never like been a, oh, I need another cup of coffee kind of gal. Yeah. Today I needed it. And so I'm sipping, it's a local tea from uh, PCC here. Oh, cool. And it's, it's a black tea with vanilla bean in it. Ooh, that's my mom's favorite. It's so good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So With just a little bit of milk, it's like, it, um, it tastes like dessert. 
That sounds amazing. Now, traditionally, you know, that's the English way to serve with a little spot of milk, but um, there is a casing in the milk which actually coats the antioxidants in the tea. So you don't get quite as many as, you know, you don't get quite the, the health benefits of tea when you add milk. But, you know, as long as you know that. Um, that's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. ever use uh, milk in intentionality's tea. Yeah. I mean, partly because of the, the flavors. Um, they just don't call for it. But yeah, I usually drink that one straight up. But whenever I have black tea, I feel like I need a little bit to cut the tannin. Yeah. I wonder if there's something, maybe is it same for like almond milk or coconut milk? Same thing? It's casein. So I think that's only in actually um, animal milk. Let's let Google it. Mm. Casein in almond milk or coconut milk. Let's find out. <laughs> um. So the... Um, it's kind of it. It's reminiscent a little bit this this flavor profile to the um, to like the Earl Grey. What do they call it? Rain, um, not rainy day. Shoot, it's one of my favorite. Oh, foggy. Um, yeah, London fog. It's one of my favorite mm -hmm. things to get when I go through uh, the airport and see a Starbucks. Yeah, because I'm not a fan of their coffee. The coffee's not for me. Uh, but the London fog is delicious. And this is kind of like that. It just doesn't have the bergamot punch. Which yes. I do love. I've got wild bergamot going crazy right now. Um, and um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So we're going to, we're, that's the big project this year is, you know, um, sort of, you know, dabbling into herbalism as an amateur and created a medicinal and a tea garden. And so this year, um, instead of a lot of food, our boxes have been um, really filled with, um, all, all kinds of plants that I've never grown before and I don't have a relationship with. And so I'm trying to really understand and learn the harvesting cycle and, and what parts of the, the herb to use for tea versus medicine versus food and all of that kind of crazy stuff. And it's been quite a, quite a learning experience and absolutely delightful. So yeah, I bet. So I, I, I mentioned this probably one of the first shows that we did when we were talking about like what to do with kids in the beginning of COVID. Yeah. And um, it's called Plant Snap. Mm. And it basically when I'm on a walk and I see a plant or a flower I've never seen before, you all you do is open the app and take a picture and it tells you what it is. Ooh, I need that. And does not have casein by the way, so that's fine. Oh, good. There's my solution. Um, so I found in on our walk the other day that we have uh, St. John's wort growing Ooh. everywhere here. Love and it. I don't know if you've actually seen the bloom. Yes, it's gorgeous. It is ridiculous. I mean, it is a work of art. Like I took so several photos. I'm like, I'm going to blow these up and put these on my wall. Like they are so tremendous just the multiple little pistons on i mean just gorgeous anyways um wow wow uh it's yeah. a really fun app and so i can imagine uh, now we can we know what grows here yeah right yeah. and we can even we've even been focusing on the homes that have the same you know northern southern exposure as ours does so that we know what will work on the front and back of our homes yeah that's great um, it's really been fun. So for those of you out there who are like, oh, I don't know what to plant, like just walk your neighborhood with the plant snap app. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's so great. It's so, so great. Um, okay, so let's let's dig in. I mean, we, t we, we didn't talk last week about, um, well, how's Connor, by the way? 
Connor's awesome. And um, yeah, for those who don't know, he had an elective eye surgery because in a year's time, he had a head, head injury on snow, snowboarding, a concussion on a lacrosse field, and then a car accident. And so he tore two of the three eye muscles. And um, so when he was tired, like he was getting double vision. Um, so he had eye surgery and um, yeah, so far so good. But yeah, your 17 year old um, want to be snuggly is mama dream. Aww. I kind of was like, this is the last moment where he's gonna do this, you know? Oh, don't say that. No. It, it might be, but you never know. Yeah, um, maybe someday it'll be little Connors, right? That will be snuggly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With Nana or Yaya or whatever they call you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think I should definitely be a Yaya. My sister's a Yaya. You, you, yeah, she's Yaya. Um, <laughs> and she is a Yaya. She's total, she's perfect. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so the last couple of weeks of affirmations have been, again, you know, divinely timed in the flow where we are now. Uh, last week's was all around self-limiting thoughts and beliefs. And the interesting thing about the combination of radical self-acceptance and self-limiting beliefs is that they are so entwined hmm. that if, if we have these limiting beliefs, at, at least this is how I see it, right? The, the limiting thoughts that I have that say, this is who I am, it is what it is, um, it's always been that way, those to me are limiting. And we hear, we've been hearing so many of those comments lately, and in particular around the, uh, the fight around systemic racism. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's frightening how relevant it, it can be when you're talking about yourself or when you're talking about our country. Like we do it in so many different areas of our lives. We limit what we think our potential is. We limit what we think our neighbor's potential for changes or the country. Yeah. And the vibration, I think maybe, maybe that's part of what it has been kind of exhausting me is the, the low vibration yeah. lately. Like, I feel like we're down to like a hum. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should start doing mantra. Uh, but I just feel like everyone's worried. Like, like we're hitting a point of exhaustion. Yeah, I've, probably adrenal fatigue for sure. I mean, especially the go, 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 and you know. Um, no, I I think that is exactly right. You know, I think that I feel it myself for sure, and it it's you can only you know for so long, right, without resting. Well, and, and so where I, I thought the a really interesting correlation between, between this exhaustion and, and this, um, while, we're, while many people who are in our circle are fighting the good fight, yeah. who have taken linked arms and said, all right, we're doing this, and we're going to figure it out together, and no one is gonna carry the brunt, we're all gonna figure out how to do it, together. I think even though that's happened, um, it, there's still so much to be done that it almost can be that, again, the self-limiting, like I'm only one person. Yeah. I can only do so much. Like, uh, and 
where we tend to, we have a choice to either take rest or become a martyr. Yeah. Well, and I, and I don't know. I think the, um, I'm trying to find the words for this. <laughs> One is we're limited by our, you know, we're only limited by our imaginations, first of all. But I think the, the be to change, right? Um, the Gandhi quote that, you know, is so recognized is this idea that, um, okay, listen, this is a, a thought that it, I don't, I haven't verbalized, so I don't really have the words, but I was sitting outside with the tree, right? And if we are the trunk and the, you know, the hair or the roots or the energy, right? It's the leaves and our grounding our energy down in the root, you know, you know, we're just all micro universes. So that be the change. When you think about that. Yes, is a really big idea. It's not just I'm only one, it's that I am one. Right. And that is kind of cool to think about that. And I don't know if I'm expressing the thing that I'm seeing clearly in my mind, but um, I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. Uh, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh, <laughs> I know. Thank God for you. I think, I think though, where, where I, I think that there's an exhausting, even, there's even exhaustion in that, right? That, that the, I am the, I am one um, right now, because if we are so interconnected, I'm connected to yuck. <laughs> like, I'm living in a country where people who have such diabolical beliefs are breathing my air. And, and <laughs> well, I mean, um, they're, they're putting their, their breath is, is connected to my breath. And, yeah. and there is, is my exhale. My exhale is your inhale. Yes. You are bound by breath. Yes. And, and so there's this, there is this battle, I think, um, that we need to release that we cannot and we cannot control what those the diabolical believers believe do how they breathe whether they wear a mask or not all of these things all we can do is control what we can do what we do mm -hmm. and work to make change that others will eventually see and embrace Right. And or not, or not, because the attachment to the outcome is a thing I think that's exhausting, right? Because then yes. we have an expectation and suffering cause is caused when our expectation is not aligned with the outcome, right? Yes. Yes. So that is um yeah. That's a big piece of it. Completely. I, I absolutely agree. And so if we can learn to embrace this idea of radical self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. I know who I am. I love who I am. Yeah. I, I know that they're, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that you and I have really, I feel walked al alongside each other through is really flipping any kind of competition into collaborations, mm -hmm. right? Finding the red threads between us and those other people in our worlds and saying, um, there might be overlap here, but instead of separating from you and saying, we can't work together, where are the areas we can't work together? Yeah. And, and that is, I, I believe that is such a key element in 
radical self-acceptance because yeah. if you walk around comparing yourself to what everyone else is doing and what everyone else is achieving it's a lonely path yeah it's lonely and there there is a level of exhaustion um i was talking to alice meyerhoff do you were you in the inman scene when her handle was moto dot no okay so um, so we were, Alice and I were talking today. She posted something on the Power Women group about how she has just taken a new position with How Women Lead, hmm. which is a, a nonprofit that does a variety, um, has a variety of programs. Okay. Right. Um, around all sorts of things, uh, training and um, bo cert board certification, kind of board readiness programs. And uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful program. It It is there are lots of things that they do that Woman Up does. There's a lot of things that they do that I do in my own practice. There's a lot of things that they do that are in, you know, one of the things that we're putting together. And it struck me when I was talking to her how I've, uh, it was so easy to not feel competitive. And, and I thought, there's hope. Yeah. It's, well. There's hope. So it, it's, I haven't always felt that way. There have been times where I'm like, oh, well, I can't talk to this person because, oh, my God, they might steal my idea. Yeah. Like yeah. when I was in my 20s, I pretty much operated that way. Like I had all these great ideas that I really wanted to see come to fruition. And I kept them to myself yep. because I didn't want any more. And what's up? And then they never get born. And or, or, or they don't reach their their true potential. Yeah. Because it's it's the there. It's my me, me, my, my, mine. Yes. That's as like opposed to us. And and I think that. For those who are in our community, those who are listening right now, even if you are in situations where you feel like that that, com that competition is stealing your joy, that you being uh, in a comparison mode over a collaboration mode is, is where you find yourself sitting a lot, know that there's hope. Like yeah. you actually recognizing and being self-aware mm. that I feel like I'm sitting here comparing myself and I'm not really leaning into this conversation or, I am feeling competitive with this person and like my idea has got to be better. And like, it, it's okay. Like shake off the shame with that. Like mm -hmm. th that can also, um, I think it propels us into greatness. If we can shift from right. that space into the collaboration, like, okay, this feels uncomfortable. This feels like they're going to try and take away my business. Mm. When you shift that, I feel like there's some, there is a radical shift inside you yeah. that is, I see me, I see myself, I see who I am. Yeah. I see this flaw. Yeah. Uh, but this flaw is beautiful because I can use this thought process yeah. to then shift. Well, one of the things that for me in business, and like and, and particularly, you know, like that idea of collaboration is like we're not all experts in everything, right? And so when we lean into each other's strengths, not only are you expanding your audience, right? Because you have the one plus one right um you know in terms of just even reach if you're collaborating with somebody else in a legitimate way you actually have your audience and your partner's audience right and imagine like compounding that that's when like the magic starts to happen so from a marketing perspective like collaboration makes all kinds of sense because we're opening audiences right mm -hmm. so that's sort of how i came to become collaborative is that it's hard to break through individually because the rock is heavy but if we have 10, 10 hands on the rock, it gets easier. The rock is still the same rock, whether you have one set of hands or 10. Yes. It doesn't change. Yeah. And so just put as many hands on it, that makes sense, and push together. I fundamentally believe that 
I use it now in every single marketing technique I do. Like, how are we going to get this up? And collaboration for me is absolutely the key. Now, I am working. I'm trying to use my Deborah language. <laughs> really? Okay, now I'm, now I'm curious. What does that mean? <laughs> I was going to say, I really suck at this personally um, in my personal life, but um, I'm changing my Deborah language into, you know, what is that? An area for improvement, or I don't know what it is. My I am working to improve this area in my personal life. Yes, I'm working to improve this area in my personal life because you do feel like, you know, it's this or it's that, and then that, um, you know, there's that need to, um, whatever the word is, concede, win, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, it is, and that's because it's, it, we're, especially in a capitalist yeah. environment. Yeah. Which is where we are. <laughs> at least oh. for the, the a hot minute who knows what tomorrow will bring um it, it is it is about he who wins yes has the most power and what one of the things that i've loved over the last few years as as you've been weaving together um, what it being in intentional business is and how you're using that's that's becoming kind of an umbrella over in, in intentional marketing right and and intentional collaboration and all like being intentional is 100 percent part of this equation of yeah. radical self-acceptance because they're also the other side of self-acceptance besides like me saying you know i'm worthy i know i can do this i have amazing partners is to say i am not great at this part yeah and, and, and you know what i'm not going to spend time becoming a shira of the spreadsheet <laughs> no, never. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I will use a beautifully prepared spreadsheet that has the color cells and the little drop downs. Like, I love that because yeah. yeah. I love the beauty of organization. Yeah. But I'm not, I, I, it's just not my wheelhouse. I want to find my Shira of the spreadsheets. <laughs> but when you okay so here this is this is actually really important in terms of leadership and women and women leaderships or women in leadership or women managers is i i have found that the women who aren't aware of their strengths and of their weaknesses are the ones who try to do all of it because they don't feel worthy unless they have their hands in all of it right yeah yeah or managers in general right so when you're like, I am not, this is not an area that I want to um, spend the effort becoming <laughs> an expert on. It doesn't fill my tank. I'm not interested. I would rather spend my time doing this thing in my own sovereignty that I am already awesome at that fills me, fills me with joy, right? Yes. When you find that person who is the Shira of the spreadsheets, <laughs> guess what? You see them. Yeah. You honor them. Yeah. And you lift them right because it's something that is a part of the whole mm. and so you know on the, the team right now that you know we're working with with rate my agent is everybody has their sovereignty of awesome sauce i mean you know we just have <laughs> and she has this ability to be entertaining because she's an entertainer you know and so a lot of the things that we were doing you know are going to be shifting over to her because it brings her joy whereas yeah. for me i mean it's a box check, right? Yep. And 
I don't feel threatened at all. I love seeing her like doing exactly what she was. And we say what she was born to do, which is kind of sad because we're like, I don't want to diminish the fact that you're, you were not put on this planet to do product training videos, but damn, you're really, really good at it. You know, so, you know, well, well, although her purpose, so, so I was sharing this with you when you were like, you were like, well, okay, so here's who we're hiring. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited because I don't know this woman. Okay. I mean, we, we've watched kind of parallel for the last what almost 20 years in real estate. Oh. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, the beauty of the Instagram and Facebook algorithm, I see her more all of a sudden. Mm. I don't know why, but it made me reticular activating system was triggered. Yes. And so now I, it's like, you know, I'm going to buy a white Jetta and I see white Jettas everywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I see Christy everywhere. And she did this hilarious video over the weekend of like this water slide thing. I, don't, I guess yeah. it's in her backyard or something. And I was like, you got to be kidding. Yeah, this no, I swear. I'd be in traction if I did that. <laughs> yeah, like, and she's like, ah! like, you know, 16 year old son, I guess, dared her or whatever. And I was like, this, that personality um, is here to edutain. Yes. Right. That's she it. has the gift and that is a talent. And it has traditionally, like so many of the other things that are more on the feminine side of things, yeah. Yeah. has been kind of a, a considered a soft skill. Yes. Right. And, and we're seeing so much of that right now. I, and I, I feel like women are, are stepping into radical self-acceptance and saying, this is who I am. Um, whether, whether they're letting their pits grow hair or, or they are oh, like, or, or they're taking pictures in their bikinis with their, their mama belly, yeah. right. With stretch marks. And they're like, you know, like this yeah. is what you need to see like like they're they they are accepting themselves and i think um was it was it this week i just saw connie shared it and i watched it it's the lizzo interview well, i guess um, cbs morning or something i i don't watch normal tv <laughs> i haven't watched normal tv in a very long time but yeah. anyways it was a great uh, i'll drop it in the links here it was an interview with lizzo and you know she was she's out there She's all out there, like, and she is a very curvy girl. She calls herself fat, and she's like, "Don't try to coddle me and tell me I'm not fat. I know I'm fat, but I'm beautiful and fat." Like, yeah, I love that. Like, this is who I am, and this is who I choose to be right now, right? Mm -hmm. And that she's always having to do the work to be happy because the world is telling her, "Well, if you you're not healthy, you're not this, you're not that, you're not this, you're not that," because of your size. Yeah. And so the but she really does have radical self-acceptance, but it doesn't mean the work is done. Yeah. Right? And and that's why the people that we have surrounding us, the the Lori's and the Molly's and the Christie's and the Marks that are at Rate My Agent all have their lane, their beautiful divine lane. And when we don't, Sarah and I experience this with Woman Up all the time. Yeah. Like we have our lanes. Can yeah. we speak to what the other person does? Sure. So yeah. in a pinch, sure. Yeah. But in the whole, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Lori, like Lori's like the radical observer, right? Like, She's not going to be the loudest one in the room, but she's also not missing a thing. Yes. You know? and, yes. Every, it, and it's amazing when you love and you can see people for who they really are because then everybody has their role. And the key is knowing which role to play. And I remember there was a time when um, I was working on a team that didn't see each other well. And I always had felt like my role on the team was in constant um, like I, I just and, I, and it could be a thousand percent self-induced. I want to say that. Um, but I was not confident with my place on the team. 
And my role was the role of the heart. And I would have dreams like, yes, you're the head, but I'm the heart. And guess what? You know, you can, the body can die if the head dies, you know, if the brain dies. But as soon as the heart goes, the body's gone. You know, like I would have all of these like dreams about the importance of heart, you know, and it was really off-putting. I mean, it was really, um, I didn't feel seen. And so my role on that team was just this constant, like trying to prove myself. And I see a lot of people in that grind of constantly trying to prove yourself, you prove your worth. Mm -hmm. And that I think um, comes when we are looking for acceptance outside of ourselves. But when you accept yourself and say, okay, yes. And I mean, this is a work in progress, right? Like this is not something I have mastered because I'm a pleaser, but it is a different level of personal power um, where even if that group doesn't necessarily accept, there will be a group that does and sees you clearly so that you can be in your power and your sovereignty. And that's when everything fires up. So, well, and I think you're, you're where, where I think there is so much power in the the radical self-acceptance of oneself is that the biggest red flag is when you start to doubt yourself, you need to stop and you assess the situation because we've all been in, in jobs like that. Right. Uh, And I think the older we get, the the joy is we get out of them faster. (laughs) We still find them because, you know, uh, job interviews are like first dates right? Everyone's on their best behavior. They're talking about all these, you know, the person, the company they want to become is the company they're describing, right? It's not always the company they are today. Yeah. It's aspirational. And, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just sometimes we do get stuck in the wrong place. And I think that when we aren't, when we aren't seen and heard and understood yeah, and it, you know, once or twice, it's one thing, but every day, not so good. Not so good. I totally agree. Um, and so I think there's a lot of goodness there. Yeah. Well, I was just say that's one of the reasons why I started the consulting, the agency is because, you know, hopping around from a couple of places, trying to find that home, you know, I'd rather be able to date and cut it off than um, get too committed to something when you know it's not right, you know? Yeah. And again, that that's my personal power because it really matters who I'm linking arms with. You know, like that matters. So just get a little date. Are we going to work well together or not? And if yeah. not, no sweat. It's not that you're good or and I'm not or I'm great and you're not or any of those things. It's just sometimes you're just not supposed to build with people. You know, that's right. That's right. And it doesn't make any of you bad people. It's just yeah. the wrong people. The wrong. People. <laughs> and that's OK. You know, I did see um, Shelly was talking about the attachment to outcome. And we've talked about this a few times. So I think it's great, which her question is, uh, isn't part of our power in influencing other folks? Is that an attachment to an outcome? No, because um, I don't think so. So for me, like attachment to outcome, and that's a very Buddhist ideology. And I'm not a practicing Buddhist, but I have studied a lot of different religions just because I like to. Um, That's that's my nerdy side. Um, But I think the attachment to outcomes is you don't do it or not do it based on result. So it's, and this is really, really relevant for real estate agents, right? You don't take a client just because, you know, the idea is I'm going to serve this person well, I'm going to shepherd them through this transitional time of their life. You know, they may or may not purchase, 
with, you know, there's the idea is when you're, when your heart is in the right place and you're doing it from a place of um, service or a place of surrender, um, then the outcome doesn't matter because the, the wisdom is that you're winning in the process, in the journey. Yes. Right. Yes. But the agent who only gives the phone number or gives the referral or whatever because they get the paycheck, that's very shallow. And so they act of, of the process, right? And I think that it's not necessarily that, again, it's good or it's bad. I think but the wisdom in that attachment to outcome is that, that, the, that the reward is actually in, in the presence of the, the service or the surrender or the whatever. Um, but, and again, I think that's part of why our world is so broken right now is because we only have conversations because we're trying to control the outcome better or for worse, right? Where I'm right, you're wrong. And I win if you come into my plan and to come to my way of thinking and, or, you know, vice versa. And then we're just having these dialogues where we're trying to convince yes. of just listening. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, another example of that. Um, well, it's the convince to convert. Yes. Which is right. It's it, it versus um, maybe when, when we decide to be ourselves, uh, you know, that the, the unapologetically ourselves, yes. right. That the not having to, to give ourselves permission to be loud or to be quiet or, you know, to be the listener or the observer versus the entertainer, right. When, when we actually allow ourselves to be us, our truest self, that there is, there actually is a power in that. Yes. And, and that we, if we could see that when we do know what our values are and we all live aligned with them, when we know what activities do fill us up and we surround ourselves with people who love to do those things with us. And when we know what our purpose is, again, are we the quiet observer? Are we the you know entertaining educator? Are we the intentional marketer who builds beautiful collaborations? Like when we know that when those three things kind of come together, that creates such a magnetic pull. Yes. That there is no convincing required. And I I mean, I feel like this is part of the pain we're going through. It's like we're leaving adolescence and turning into adults with our thinking around this. Like this, this I have to hustle, I have to convince so that I convert pe more people, more people, more people, more people, as opposed to saying, here's me. This is who I, this is who I am and, and I'm growing and learning every day. Come along the journey with me. If you value these things or, or honor them at the very least, you honor yes. my values. Well, um, you know, it's, it's huge. And, and being okay with somebody not being aligned with your values, as long as they honor them, I think is what brings the diversity to a table. I agree. Which brings us to the idea of the red thread, right? Which is that, you know, I think that is a, that idea of that there are threads between us that they're going to when you when you take that position of power and knowing that the threads exist between us and that they you will find them right that's the trust yeah. as long as you're in your own sovereignty your own purpose and power then th then you will find the others I, I the one thing i do want to address to that is the elephant in the room and that is that there's room for everything right because yeah. 
because I think where we get, if, if we're saying radical self-acceptance, it means that we have to radically accept and see other people, even if it is exactly opposite of our core values and our beliefs, yes. knowing that their plan and their purpose, whether it's something that repels or attracts us is as valid as our own. And the dismissing and and the the goo because it feels goo, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. You know, it like feels goo. it feels like goo. You know, we were just talking about like we feel bad because there's just bad stuff going around, right? But honestly, when you step back from that, that's equally valid. It just doesn't mean that you're necessarily attached to those people with the red thread, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. And I I think that that it takes work to. at the very, again, at at the very lowest level, honor people who don't believe the same things you believe, right? Uh, I remember, so this is the week, the dates in 2018 that we were, we had our woman up conference in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles. Um, And like two years ago, seems like a lifetime ago right now. It does. I remember I had such FOMO that, because I didn't go, but I saw it unfolding. I was like, it was, it was a, I mean, these, this community, these these women, these lionesses, and the amazing men who come into a room that is called Woman Up, I mean, that is a special kind of man. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, wow. So we're, I'm looking at all the photos and I'm remembering this was, that was the year that I built the new Empowering Your Lioness Pride keynote. I built it for that conference specifically. And um, there was a whole lot of hubbub happening inside the real estate industry. And there was a lot of focus on uh, women not supporting women. And everybody was in this just a big fat tizzy about it. I mean, and I'm standing on the outside going, I'm not quite sure I understand what the problem is here. Like, because those women don't support that woman, they're bad women. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah. What what I what I do subscribe to is humans supporting other humans with whom they are in alignment with yeah. around values and passions and purpose, and and <laughs> that when we do meet other humans who do not align with us, that we need to honor them. And for women, there is so much work to be done inside. Uh, really helping to elevate more women into leadership and into yeah. those roles that where where I don't subscribe is the fighting in public. Like take it behind the scenes. Yeah. Discuss what you don't share, discuss what you don't agree with behind the scenes. Yeah. Honor each other in public because we don't need one more story about woman against woman. Like, I agree with that. And, and then ultimately uh, coming from a place of understanding you're not going to support me because <laughs> I gave this this um, analogy earlier today. So if a woman decides that she, her mission is to cut down every tree on the planet, she is going for it. She thinks trees are evil and she wants them all cut down. I am I'm not there. going to support her. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I will not be supporting her. However, I will also not be talking about her negatively either. Because this this process of the radical self-acceptance and the yeah. building a lioness pride around you that has the same mission yes. will definitely have women who are going across the planet 
planting trees behind her. That's it. That's it. And so I want to celebrate and honor the women who are doing the work that I support. Yeah. Right. And so whether it's whether the cutting down the trees person is the person who's saying don't wear masks, <laughs> whether that person is saying um, women should not be in the presidency, they should not be in the Oval Office at all, whatever those people and if they happen to be women or not are saying that is in direct unalignment with me out yeah. of alignment. I don't worry about them. Yeah, I focus on the women who are saying hell yes, we want women in leadership at the highest levels. Hell yes, we want trees. Yeah. Well, I guess that, that comes down to like being powerful or powerless, mm, yes. right? And the powerlessness feels when you can't change that person who believes something, right? Yeah. And that feels, that makes us feel powerless. And, you know, but we can control our actions, you know, and we can, you know, I do feel like that's the, you know, are you powerful? Are you powerless? And you're only powerless when you're trying to do something that is not in your domain. You know, we can't control other people. No, but we can highlight those who are doing the work that aligns with what we hope to see, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like the, the conversation I was having earlier today was about how like California and now Washington, they're adopting all of these um, uh, rules and regulations, for lack of a better term, about having diversity on boards, right? Like if you're a publicly owned firm, you need to have a certain amount of diversity. And you know, in in my world, that's women, right? Yeah. Yep. And and instead of these, instead of the government and these entities that are putting these rules and regulations on these companies, saying, for those of you who do the work to make this happen, we're going to celebrate and honor you. They're saying, yeah. for those of you who don't do it, we're going to give you a fine. Yeah, I don't love that. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's no. like, and the fine isn't like, ouch. Yeah. It's, I would much rather have it be for those who are walking the walk. Here's the grant, right? Or something. Yep. Because then you have more power to continue the work. Correct. And so this is this is my point. This is the um, the power, like the, the crush somebody who doesn't do the things I say mm -hmm. versus Thank you for for becoming uh, for coming alongside me. Thank yeah. you for embracing this way of thinking. Thank you for seeing the vision and living it out loud inside your organization. We want to highlight you. We want whether it's a seal of approval on your your website or something on ours or yes. um, you know where where people can actually vote with their dollars in organizations yeah. where they know like there are so many more beautiful things that they could do besides fine. But that's the way it's always been. Yes. And the, a self-limiting or a, an, I don't know, a growth limiting in that, in that aspect, right? Because we know that companies, they experience up to 25% more profit when they have even one woman on a board. Yeah. It just shifts the paradigm, shifts the energy. So it's, um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that, that what, what we can all take from today, right, is that it's the celebrating of the people who see us. And celebrating the people we see too, mm. right? Like I love the that that you are all celebrating Christie's avail you know ability to make training fun. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> Yay for making training fun! I know. I mean, it's incredible. Well, Lori, you know her her partner um, Scott Linscombe, you know he he makes a little sock puppet, you know, because that's how he is trying to make uh, training fun. 
you know, but yeah, <laughs> we, get, we get Christy. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, but even like all of my team, everybody has their thing that they're amazing at. I mean, Victoria, I mean, everybody has something that is just really amazing. I, I love it. I think you just, um, and when people feel seen and appreciated, guess what? They bring them best, their, their best selves. Yeah. Um, so it's it, from a business perspective, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. And the last um, thing for me is like uh, last week's podcast for um, my um, afternoon tea podcast. I interviewed this woman named uh, Cindy Foy and she's uh, in Raleigh and is a fierce female founder. And um, what she said, I just, I loved. And she's like, you know, I'm just tired of playing by the rules. I don't, and you know, where we both sort of agreed is like, I just, I don't want just to see the table anymore. I just want to build an entirely new table. So you keep doing your little table over there. That's totally fine. I'm not saying that your table has to go away, but I think this is the moment where we're building our own. And I think that um, that is that those are the people that I want to build with, you know, and yeah. I don't, I just, I'm not really interested in the seat at the table because I don't like that table. I don't like the meal you're serving and I'm going to just head on out, you know, and build my own and, um, you know, invite the people that we want to sit with. And, and there's, and here's the beautiful thing is there's room for it all. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things when, um, Sarah and I were talking about the mission of Woman Up. And this was really after the first conference in 2017 when, uh, you know, CAR thought, oh, there'll be 100 women and, you know, it'll be a great one day conference. And they were like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not what we imagined. And, you know, there were 350 people in a wait list. And, you know, like it, they realized there is something here. And, and then allowed the the budget to flow into Sarah's organization. And so it was like time to make, time to put the big girl panties on, right? Yes. I go, okay, what is this going to be? And I remember uh, Sarah and I were on a call and I'm, I was writing it out. And I need to find that notebook because I keep all of the notebooks, right? Mm -hmm. I keep them all. And it was, we were talking about it and I said, we, it, we have an inclusive table that is ever expansive. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that is, if, if we, if we aren't finding the meal satisfactory at the table we're at, it isn't the only table. Yes. And, and part of radical self-acceptance is honoring yourself and saying, this isn't the table for me. I've been making suggestions to make it a more palpable meal for me for a decade now, and no one's listening. It's time to move on. Yeah. And I like in such a time as this, Molly, where where women and men alike have all the tools they need with a laptop and the internet, anything is possible. Anything is possible. I mean, anything is possible. And you know, we have dreams to make it easier for people to be able to do that when they have that dream. And I know it's gonna, I, I know what we are collaborating on is going to come true. I know that, that we will be part of that solution of these people who seed money isn't $5 million, seed money is $5,000. Mm -hmm. and, and the creation of their bistro table that will then grow into the round table, that will then grow into a room of tables yeah, will be possible because it doesn't have to be a unicorn. 10X? Startup. 10X has to go. Yeah, no, it's that. 
lifestyle business and women who are having lifestyle businesses. And, you know, I think that, I think the greed and is what's broken. And, um, I am so over it. I mean, that's, that's done. It needs to, a lifestyle business should not be a bad thing because, um, those are, those are words that, um, are kind of dirty words in the visa, you know, like, are you a 10 X or are you a lifestyle business? And if you're a lifestyle business, I'm not interested, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but imagine how many lives, you know, lives a lifestyle business actually touches. So yes. Amen. Um, okay. On that. Yes. <laughs> I know I'm getting called into another meeting. I'm late, but that's I, mean, I know it's 12. Well, it's two 46. It's that means it's three, what? Five 47. Yeah. yeah okay. I was supposed to be in a meeting uh, 13 minutes ago. So, oh no. Okay. Fine. So, um, how about just a 30 second meditation before we go? All right. Yeah. Let's, let's again, find that seat. Um, And again, rooting through the sitting bones, whether you're in a chair or in uh, easy pose, Sukhasana, and we're lifting, rising um, through the spine, reaching through the crown, finding that extra, that extra inch. And the visualization here in finding that extra inch is aligning ourselves with the idea of holding one's head high, right? Of embracing the crown, that virtual crown that sits on the head and sort of embracing the power of how that feels, knowing that we are each able to walk with intent and purpose, on purpose, and just know when the, the chin begins to dip and we begin to doubt, just lifting, lifting and rooting and rising and imagining that that crown and remembering who we really are. Hmm. And there it is. Ah, I love that. Thank you, my friend. Oh my goodness. It was another wonderful conversation. Have a wonderful rest of your day and a great meeting. And I will see you next week. We'll see all of you next week too. Thanks for joining us. Peace out. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.